It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We welcome you to a new episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell, as we uh, enter the weekend and the end of May and the start of June, the NFL extending the virtual work program. Um, the Redskins are still not allowed in the building, players and coaches. Hopefully there will be uh, some sort of movement on that in the next week or so. Stay tuned for that. We will have you covered on every development. We still have no word uh officially on the location of training camp but again as we've mentioned several times the cards read that they would have it at Redskins Park if they start on time and not in Richmond I could be wrong on that but every hunch every ounce of common sense tells me this is going to be hard enough as it is why make it even harder Um, Right now, as you know, only injured players are allowed to be at the facility. We're talking about potentially up to 90 football players for camp. Uh, Yes, there's multiple practice fields. That's not the problem. It's there's one locker room and there's one set of showers. So unless the Redskins are planning on doing some sort of deal where, you know, and, and I would assume that they're going to do this where they have half their team go immediately to the team hotel, which has individual rooms, and and, and that's just how it's going to have to be, Uh, you're going to have issues and you're going to have problems. So we'll see what happens uh, with that, all of that information to come. As soon as we get it, we will pass it on to you. Let's start this particular episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast with a guy who we don't hear very much from, but... One of the two coaches that was retained from Jay Gruden's previous coaching staff, Nate Katzer, the special teams coordinator. Now, he replaced Ben Kotwika a year ago. And, you know, look, it's a good spot for Nate Katzer to walk into when you have Nick Sundberg, when you have Tressway, and when you have Dustin Hopkins as your three main specialists. But... In fairness to him, while the punt return game is still very much in doubt, and we don't know what's going to happen in that regard, especially with uh, Trey Quinn's status on the team being very much in doubt, and other situations playing into that mix. 
they did get a little something out of the kick return game. Remember, Steven Sims Jr. had a huge kick return late in the year for a touchdown. Um, I think that was against Detroit. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was against Detroit. I know it was at FedEx Field. Yeah, I think it was against Detroit. And, of course, they struggled to score in that game, so they needed all the help uh, they could. So the kick return game got a little bit better last year. The punt return game still, eh, but the three main specialists make Nate Katzer's job easier and also made it easier for Nate Katzer to stay around. Now, a couple of other things. One, he had familiarity in terms of coaching with Jack Del Rio on the Jaguars coaching staff a long time ago. And as he's about to explain, lots of cross-division, cross-team familiarity with Ron Rivera from his time in the NFC South with Rivera, of course, in Carolina and Katzer with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So take a listen to part one of Nate Katzer, Redskins Special Teams Coordinator. They're going, man, these guys are playing just as hard. They've had injuries. You can really learn what a team is all about and obviously what the, what the head coach is all about because a, a, a head coach that keeps his team competing on a consistent level for all the time that coach did in Carolina, I, got to, I was in the first 10 rows of the theater, so to speak, to see that being a division opponent. So when you have a respect for somebody immediately when you meet them, Obviously, that's a benefit, but basically our discussions were football, beliefs, how do, you, how do you teach this, what do you believe in. Obviously, we talked about the, the core of the roster, and you know, he, he spoke to what he believed in as well. And I, I believe you have an exchange that at some point in time you're going to become comfortable or uncomfortable with each other. And then obviously he's going to go off of doing homework on us. Maybe, I don't know if he talks to players or people that saw us play. He was watching us play because obviously when, when a coach is, has the ability to watch more, they, they can learn it. When you're, when you're coaching a, a team all 20 weeks, you probably don't have as much time to study more people or, or watch more people. So obviously he did some work on us and was was very happy and very fortunate to be asked to be a part of it because like I said I when I met him for the first time I really really respect him and that's not I I don't say those words lightly because like I said I saw the product and I saw it when when it was about as good as it could be and I saw it when when they may have had injuries and continued to play really hard and uh like I said, um, I, I was very impressed and I'm happy to be here. Hey, Nate. It's good to see you. Thanks for uh, doing this. Yes, sir. Um, well, you were just talking about Rivera and, you know, kind of admiring him from afar. Once you work inside with him and you're, you're in the daily meetings, Yes. do you see how those other things that you noticed on the field work out? Can you now, do you now see him differently than you would just looking across the field at him? And do you understand? No, how I – that's a great question. I see him exactly the same. And I'm going to tell you that, that that really verifies when you meet somebody that you have a lot of respect for and they're at least that, if not more, then you're really like, wow. Number one, you're probably subconsciously patting yourself on the back like, yep, I was right about him. <laughs> so, but no, to my point, he's so consistent. And what you see – 
and I, I believe this is what everybody, whether it's the media working with coach or this coaching staff, his, his players, people in the building, when, when he is so consistent and the sincerity, whether it's something you want to hear or something you don't want to hear, when it's authentic, and I'm, I'm going to throw out so many terms that get overused here, but he is such an authentic, real, sincere person with a, just a great background that covers a lot of different areas that when you meet him, you're not surprised that he emits that consistency because that's the way he is. He's, he's just a rock. And that's, like I said, I've, you, you haven't, you have some some tough discussions about whether it's personnel or scheme, putting things together, whatnot, what's going on with what we can do pandemic-wise. I mean, I've seen him lead already because we haven't been through the most normal of times. And, you know, obviously when you go through the season, um, emotions and feelings get amplified. But he, he's, a, he's an impressive – person behind the scenes as he is out in front of the camera where you see him mostly but he yeah very consistent very authentic very strong when I say strong personality I'm talking more rock not overbearing E.P. Finley hey coach thanks for uh, taking some time this afternoon I, my question is a little bit different I don't know if you've seen the Eagles, I believe, have a proposal out uh, instead of onside kicks to do a fourth and 15 from yes. the 25 line. Yes. And then it, if you couple that with kind of the success the XFL had with, with changing kickoffs and, and just – it seems like with the focus on head injuries that a lot of core special teams functionality might be changing or, or – or, kind of some folks are, are trying to phase that out H how do you feel about those changes and, and kind of where it feels like things are going yeah so that's a great question so since the the changes in the kickoff rules started happening obviously every year the the data league-wide on on all football not just special teams with trying to reduce injuries and heighten player safety the the numbers that we're looking at and that we see are getting better. And obviously when you're in the special teams area of, of the team, you, you want to keep as many special teams plays in as you can. So when they talk about alternatives like the onside kick you talked about, well, there's going to, you know, I, I would need to see the numbers of what, what the actual percentage of converting a fourth and 15 would be compared to the onside kick success numbers the past few years, even after the rule change. And as we look at all those, and I, you know, I have most of those numbers, it'll be interesting what they do with that. In terms of the kickoff in the XFL, I feel like it was it was interesting to look at because it was quite a departure in terms of the actual traditional play. It seems like it wasn't a huge sample size, but there is enough to look at. But there is no question, JP, that there is definitely winds of change out there, at least exploratory. And um, we need to, when they ask us as special teams coaches to work on making something safer. We need to really be diligent with that and improve that because 
that's our job, obviously. So um, it is a definite ongoing process. And the league has uh, officials, certain committees of the NFL has asked the special teams coaches over the last few years to look at ways to do this or do that and give them feedback. We have committees that some of the special teams coaches are on. So they do communicate with us, but there's no question that, as I said earlier, there, there's definitely winds of change blowing around. So we've got to be able to adjust, adapt, and really try to keep working to keep the game and make the game as safe as possible. And to, to ultimately answer your question, the special teams coach is going to want as many special teams plays in the game. So um, we'll do everything we can to help out anyway, but also it, it helps keep our livelihood intact. All right, that is part one of special teams coordinator Nate Katzer. I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us as we round out May and enter June still with no official word on anything that really matters to football fans other than we think we're going to have training camp. We think Uh, we do have an extension to the virtual program, which is good because they need it. Two hours a day is not a lot to ask these guys. Uh, And it seems like a lot of the players are certainly participating, uh, which is a good sign. Now, coming up next, part two of Nate Katzer, special teams coordinator. He's going to talk about the rest of his squad. Because remember, the special teams coordinator touches offense and defense and everything in between. That's next right here on LOR. All right, I'm Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins for Built Bar. So right now, in my hand, I am staring at a Mint Brownie Delight Built Bar. You might be saying, what's the big deal? Well, here's the big deal. It's a legit, wonderfully tasting, 100% real chocolate Mint Brownie Delight Bar. And it gives you excellent protein and great energy. It's low in sugar, low in calories, low in fat, low, just low in the bad stuff and high in the good stuff, baby, including taste, 110 calories, 15 grams of protein, six grams of fiber, only four grams of sugar, four grams of fat for the mint brownie delight. I told you I ordered a box of the mint brownie delights and a box of the chocolate peanut butter brownie. I I was supposed to bring the mint brownie delights to my daughter in Ohio. I forgot. Maybe I forgot because of convenient reasons. Hmm. Because I wanted them for myself. And you can have them for yourself too at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. Go there right now. Save $10 off your first order if you use the promo code Locked On. That's BuiltBar.com. Promo code Locked On to save $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve 
filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, this is the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, you can follow me at Russellmania621. You can follow the podcast at Locked Redskins on Twitter, at Locked Redskins as well. You can read me, redskinsreport.com. Me and my crew, we got a cast of thousands. Rick Snyder, George Carmi, uh, Ivan Lambert, Brian Manning. uh, Who else? Jamal Forrest. Uh, and Alan Lapore. We all contribute lots of video, lots of written, excellent coverage on the Washington Redskins, redskinsreport.com, part of si.com. Uh, so please check us out there as well. Warpath Magazine, that is a outlet published by Rick Snyder, available for subscription, all about the Redskins newspaper-style magazine, and available online as well. And also you can catch me from time to time on 106.7 The Fan, and the radio.com app anywhere but 1067 the fan in the Washington DC area. All right, so we have part 2 of Redskins special teams coordinator Nate Katzer. Part 2 right now started off talking about how Antonio Gibson might factor into the overall equation. We know how he's going to factor or we think we know how he's going to factor into offense. What about special teams? My pal Ben Standing of the Athletic Started off asking him about that. It was mentioned about it, Antonio Gibson earlier uh, when we when we talked to uh, to Kyle and Ron. They mentioned how they really they asked Scott Turner what he thought about Gibson and how he might use him, and that led part led in some way to them to the selection. I'm just curious for you. At what point did you sort of become aware of, of Antonio, and how, how how do you kind of envision using him and, and Stephen Sims in the return game? Well, geez, the more Kyle uses them, the less we can. <laughs> but that's – so you, you kind of preface the question with the answer. So if you look at, at a sliding scale, whether it's on the SAT test or ACT test for college eligibility, any type of sliding scale, the more Antonio plays on offense, the less he would play on special teams. But – He's different than Steven Sims, obviously, because he's big and fast. And he was 220-ish pounds. And, you know, some people had him in the low 4-4s, high 4-3 area. He's Regardless of which time you prescribe to, he's fast. So he's not only a returner. He can bring some protection and speed and coverage. For example, he could be on the punt team and play a slot, which is very – conducive to running back skill set where they block rushes and then release and help contain. And quite often the punt team in the NFL, you you will see a starter or two be at offense or defense being used. He's so versatile because he is a returner. He is big enough to play in the return game as a blocker, as an off returner. So, I mean, in an ideal setting, and this isn't really just talking about Steven Sims or Antonio that you asked about, but if you have a legitimate returner and your off returner who is 30 pounds bigger than your returner, who if he doesn't get the ball as a blocker and he weighs 220, then that's a really good situation because if they don't really want to kick it to one guy and they want to kick it to your other one and he's really good, then you have a heck of a situation there. And just also curious, a bunch of the free agents that came in 
have some connection to special teams. Is there any one guy for you that sort of stands out as you're reviewing film that you're kind of already envisioning how you might use him in, in on teams? Well, there, I mean, I always hate, it's really hard for me because I work with so many of the roster and inevitably you'll leave 10 guys out and they get pissed at you. <laughs> they may not tell you that, but I would say uh, a, a similar skill set just to talk about one would be Isaiah Wright, who was 220 pounds, kept, caught punts and kickoffs at Temple, right? Correct. And also 220 pounds could maybe cover and be a blocker if he's not in the return game. So he would be one. Uh, Julie Donaldson. Coach, just for kind of talking a little bit about names. Can you even look back to last season, a draft class coming in, and the excitement that you're supposed to have for Terry McLaurin and how really he got pulled away from you so quickly and just made the number one receiver? Yes. So that would be like getting a Christmas present, and just when you opened it, your brother snatches it from you and you never get it back. You're happy for your brother, but ah. <laughs> So, no, that's – if if I don't believe this, then I would be a little fraudulent. So what I tell our players is that special teams is a great way to start your career and a great way to extend your career if you are not starting. Ultimately, I want all these guys to become starters on offense or defense and play a long time. Obviously, with Terry – his, ma his makeup just as a football player, his character, his effort, intelligence, speed, he – the fact that that happened doesn't surprise anybody. So I was really happy for our football team, and I was really happy for Terry. Obviously, you'd love to have as many good players as, as we can, can have, but we need good football players in all three phases. So it was – humorous how fast that happened kind of but <laughs> when I saw him I think he scored in the first game didn't he have a long touchdown against Philly so I, I believe it didn't take like even in games that right off the bat I was like oh I'm glad he's on offense so <laughs> that was uh it was interesting for sure I, I, I'm sure it's a win for the team all around to be able to see a player do that. Um, kind of quickly here, during all this quarantine, is there anything special that you've been doing to keep your sanity? I'm, honestly, I, I've seen several people duck and dodge this question because the, the answer probably isn't really concrete. And I hate to sound like a – an old sap here, but I really enjoy seeing the players on the, it's, it's amazing when you get on the, the zoom meetings, the guys that jump in there early, it's, it's amazing the interaction that you get and how happy everyone is to see everybody else. And I would say the main things for me are getting outside and doing bike ride, some form of cardio, still keeping a little bit of a workout routine Sitting down watching tape, I, I, my, my chair down here in my office is a lot more comfortable here at home than it is. At, I don't have a recliner at Redskin Park, so <laughs> there are some benefits. But 
staying active and as close to normal as you can is what's helped me. But number one, the, the players and the coaches, the, the people you work with and seeing them is fun. All right, and we will end it with Hit Briere. Well, I feel bad because Ben and Julie got my questions in. So thanks for doing this, Nate. That's all I'll say. Make one up. <laughs> all right, Ben. All right. Thanks so See, much. See, I don't even want you all to leave. <laughs> <laughs> all right, great seeing you. Thanks, Thank you, Coach. All right, and once again, that is Redskins special teams coordinator Nate Katzer. Thanks for his time. He doesn't usually speak more than once, maybe twice a year, uh, at least under the old regime uh, for the one year he was here. And he was terrific when we got to speak to him actually in person, this via Zoom video conference. Uh, so a little bit different in this regard. Hopefully the Redskins, when training camp comes around, uh, we will be able to talk more uh, to the coaches because you can pick their brain about a number of different things. So thanks to him. Always insightful. Redskins have a pretty good special teams unit after all these years for the first time in forever. Let's tell you guys that we are once again brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. BuiltBar.com. Go there right now and save $10 off your first checkout. Your first order, $10 off using the promo code Locked On at BuiltBar.com. And we thank them for being with us on the Locked On Redskins podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so we wrap up the Locked On Redskins podcast. Jack Del Rio spoke to the Redskins media on Thursday of this past week. We will have that audio for you on the very next episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Still trying to secure the rights to Scott Turner, the Redskins offensive coordinator, but we should be able to get that for you. So we'll go kind of uh, in a different order, if you will. Uh, but... Jack Del Rio talking about a number of things, including Chase Young, how high he is already on him. Duh, go figure. Uh, he should be. But also, and this was interesting. So I had one of my guys at, again, RedskinsReport.com, Jamal Forrest, uh, write this up. Actually, he chose it. I didn't ask him to do it. He chose to do this particular angle about Ryan Anderson. Ryan Anderson, that's right. You know, there's a couple of Ryans on the Redskins defense, Ryan Kerrigan, Ryan Anderson, both going into the final year of their deal, right? Could one emerge, one reemerge? I mean, is it safe to say that Ryan Anderson emerged last year when nobody was really watching? In his third year, career-high tackles, 44. Tackles for loss, four. Quarterback hits, nine. Sacks, four. Forced fumbles, ready for this? Five. Five. Five forced fumbles for Ryan Anderson. Who would have thought? I didn't know that, to be honest with you. I mean, last year was such a disaster. You lose track of this. Now, can he do this when the stakes are much higher? When the team is 
expected to be better, when the coaching is better, when the defense is better, uh, when there might be a position change, right? He's been working at the edge, so he might be a strong side linebacker. We don't know exactly yet. He might be a defensive end. Uh, Del Rio really didn't get specific uh, on that, but you can go check out the entire column again at redskinsreport.com from my pal Jamal Forrest, uh, who's got all of these numbers and more. And a couple of quotes from Jack Del Rio in terms of what they kind of see his role and position, Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, two defensive minds. I think this is going to be really interesting to see how he emerges uh, from this, again, going into the final year of his deal. So that was one important thing that Jack Del Rio uh, covered on Thursday. Uh, there was a bunch of other stuff, but we're going to save the rest of the meat and potatoes for you to hear for yourself on the very next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. That's how we do it. We want to bring you the sound. We want to let you hear it unfiltered from the players and the coaches themselves. And then we add our commentary and our analysis uh, along with it. So again, just if you want to hear Ryan Anderson, we will have uh, Jack Del Rio on Ryan Anderson, Chase Young, and more. You will hear that on the next episode. If you want to read it right now, you can go to Redskins Report. All right. Have a great rest of your weekend and a good start to the week. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.